I'm Amelia, and you're listening to Echo the Podcast. Hi, I'm Sadie Jean, and my new single, Just Because, is now on streaming platforms. If you were scrolling through TikTok last November, you may have been invited to duet with a makeshift wooden spoon microphone. The artist behind that viral What Are You Doing Now open verse challenge is Sadie Jean. Since then, the New York City and LA-based artist has carved out a spot for herself in pop with her confessional and observational lyrics that navigate life and love. Sadie has followed up the 121 million times streamed What Are You Doing Now with Locksmith and now her latest single, Just Because. We chatted with Sadie Jean about the new track and what's next for this emerging pop artist. Take a listen. Sadie, I am so excited to have you on here and to be able to chat with you about your music. And you just released your new single, Just Because. What inspired that song? Hey, I'm super excited to be here as well. Um, that song is definitely another sad one. <laughs> My <laughs> third, third song, and it's also sad, but this one for me is like more a song of like self-love almost and I was with some friends last night and they were like just because is your sassy song because it is kind of like just because I miss you doesn't mean I want you back and it was me kind of I guess taking my power back and being like just because I'm really sad and just going through a really really hard time doesn't mean that you win I guess, like to this person that like had treated me really badly. And so um, I'm super, I'm super happy with how it turned out. And like, I used to listen to it all the time and cause I was going through this breakup and it was really hard and I would just listen to it to remind myself, like, just because I'm feeling these things doesn't mean they're like who I am. Like it, it's just, it's just feelings. And so it was, it was nice to have that. And I'm super happy it's out now for other people to like listen to when they're overwhelmed. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And when you were saying that too, I was thinking back at your previous releases, like, what are you doing now? And, um, the locksmith too. And I think it's, I don't know if it was intentional. I was curious that like those um, your, what are you doing now was very much like reliant on another person where locksmith and this single are very like, I'm taking my power back and mm-hmm. kind of doing my own thing. Was that something that was intentional or just coincidental or. Um, it's never like, I'm never super intentional just because <laughs> I like don't have the headspace to be like thinking about too many things but I do think it's like definitely a reflection of my growth I guess and like where where I've been um growing emotionally and everything to be like just trying to not yeah I feel like everything not to be like that girl but like everything is a reflection of yourself and that's something that I think about all the time. And so I think it reflects in the music as well. Like, and or I don't know. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I totally <laughs> understand that. Um, 
And I would love to talk more about your writing process too. I know with this single that you co-wrote it with Griff Clausen and Shai Martin. And how did you get connected with them? And what was the writing process like for this single in particular? Yes. Oh my gosh. So I love Griff Clausen and Shai Martin. And I actually found both of them through their artist projects, which I think is oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm like such a fan of both of them and me and Griff had been working together for a while, like almost a year. Cause me and him did locksmith together. And then me and him both love Shai Martin. And then someone set up this session for her and me and Griff to do the three of us. And she was visiting from Sweden and it was the only day that we could do it. And it was the best day ever. Like, I can't even express how magical it was. She's just brings this stable, calm, just brilliant energy to the room. And, and she's just so kind as well. And me and me and Griff are friends now, of course, because we've been working together and she just came in so effortlessly and we all clicked and they're just both of them. They're just the best. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it's great to have that sort of relationship with your co-writers because I think it reflects in the music, too, and mm -hmm. how easy it is and the lyrics. And um, speaking of this song in your previous releases are very confessional and they pull from a lot of your own experiences. And I'm curious how you go about selecting what you're going to write about and also finding that confidence, especially writing with other people to be so vulnerable in the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely such a weird concept to like show up to like a hangout because it doesn't feel yeah. like we're here to work. Like we, we do it just in Griff's house. His studio is just in his house. So it's, just, it's like, OK, we're going we're all just going to hang out. And then but let me just like rant for like a long time and then and then also so like with this like I showed up and I was in a just I had just gone through this breakup and I didn't want to write about it I was like I just he doesn't deserve it and blah, blah 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 and I was going on this rant and then I think I said something like and just because I miss him doesn't mean I want anything to do with him <laughs> and then <laughs> And then I think Griff was like, picks up a guitar and he's like, just because I miss you. And then the song just like happened. I was like, what the hell? And we're just like writing it. And it like happened so fast. Um, but it definitely took. They they like had to hold that space for me to be so vulnerable to talk about my feelings, even though I really like wasn't in the mood to be like talking about it. And, but for some reason, as soon as I showed up, it was like shy and Griff. It was just meant that song was meant to be born that day. And it was definitely a very special experience for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. And um, so just because is we talked about a little bit earlier, but is one of the follow ups to your debut smash what are you doing now? And when you posted it, did you expect what are you doing now to go as viral as it did? No, <laughs> no, I definitely didn't expect anything. To, I mean, I, 
when I posted the first video for what are you doing now? I didn't really have any followers on TikTok. It was my first time posting a demo on my account. And yeah. And then all of a sudden it just, it just became this thing that I would never, I mean, it was crazy and I never expected that at all. I still, I still like, don't believe that that happened. (laughs) Still am convinced that that wasn't real because it was just so random and like, I don't know. The internet's weird. It's just weird that all of that was just online and it how does that happen? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And we, you were talking about how like Griff was able to grab different things from like what you were talking about. And I like, I'm curious too, with the duets that you were seeing with that song, did it, those duets inspire you at all as a songwriter to see how somebody else was interpreting your melodies and the lyrics that and the storyline that you were starting to create yeah that whole open verse challenge was super inspiring I I cried at multiple of them just because it's so crazy to see people creating their own like adding in their own experience to your experience because that song was very personal and like real um and I was still like feeling that all the things that I was writing about in the song. So when like seeing other people sing their own lyrics that I totally related to because they were based on like this song that was so true to me, I would just cry all the time. And it was so inspiring. Everything, even if it was just like, even if it was a comedy bit on top of it it was like whoa how did you think of this and it was so fun to see people get creative with it it was so fun that was my favorite part, for sure oh I loved following along I remember it popping up on my for you page and I loved your little spoon <laughs> microphone <Yes>. too <laughs> but like it was so cool to see it start and evolve and who jumped on it like Lil Yachty like what was that like to see oh him my God. That was so crazy. I know. And also, yeah, what? And then actually a few months after that, I was going through my DMs because I'm really, I'm notoriously a really bad texter and a really bad DMer. And I was like, I am so sure that I missed some cool like DMs. So I went through my DMs and it was like, Lil Yachty, I DM'd you like four months ago. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't see it. <laughs> and he, I responded and then he responded back like, LOL, like took you a second to respond. And then um, he sent me a second verse that he wrote that he didn't put on. So I guess he had written two, two verses and then just picked the one he he posted on TikTok, but I was freaking out. It's so random. I would be too. That's so awesome. Random. He was so nice. He's so cool. That's awesome. And it's cool too that like not only was he inspired enough to write one verse, but to no. write two. It's like insane. I don't how even cool know. Is that? Yeah. So crazy. Literally insane. Yeah. And I, I know that was your first initial release, but I know I was reading that you've been writing since you were really little. What first got you into music? 
See, like, I have no idea. I don't know why I started writing songs because no one in my family is musical. And I, when I asked my mom about it, because I don't remember my first song, like, according to my family, like, before I could even talk, I was just making up melodies and stuff. And then once I could talk, I was making up songs. And I remember making my sister write down the songs for me because I couldn't write yet because I was like three. And then I started taking piano lessons. And then that's when it was able to feel more legit because I was writing the chords and the songs. And then I was in kindergarten at that point, I was learning how to write so I could, I, and I still have them. I still have all my songs that I wrote in elementary school that are so funny. And they're just about my friend fights on like the playground, like the drama. And then like all my songs from middle school and then high school, it's really fun to look, see the development of what I like to write about (laughs) but yeah I don't know why I started writing it was just always like my favorite thing to do and I I would just come home from school and it'd be the first thing I would do and I would just be in my room for hours and my parents are like what is she doing and I didn't tell anyone because I thought it was embarrassing and then eventually I I was people were talking about college apps at this point like senior year junior year and I was like I really don't want to go to school for business, but I was telling everyone that I wanted to go to school for business because, because no one knew I wanted to do music. And then I kind of like came out almost. (laughs) I like like to write songs. And then thankfully I got into NYU and could do it for real. But yeah, that's, that was, that was my story. (laughs) It's so funny that like, now being a singer and out there but like as you're little the fact that you were embarrassed by it or like hit it is so funny that evolution and I was also curious those lyrics that you have written down have they inspired any of the lyrics of your songs today or have you found it like I'm not sure I mean I'm sure if I I need to look back recently, but I'm sure that there's been similar lyrics or something, especially my middle school ones, because in middle school, I would write about heartbreak, even though I I had never even like, like, talked to a boy romantically, but I (laughs) would just write about it. And I'm sure there's like a, a similar title for sure, for sure. I need to dig back in, but definitely. I, I think I it's all kind of the same, like, which is cool. I feel very connected to my inner child, like when, I, when I'm writing songs, because I'm, it's just always been my favorite pastime. And when you're writing, do you find it like, even as you were growing up as like kind of an escape and cathartic for you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because really a only so recently was I writing songs thinking people might hear this. But uh, before that, my whole like other 19 years of life, I was just writing songs to make myself feel better. And I still I still try to just write songs to make myself feel better. But obviously, I know like deep in the back of my mind that 
people might hear this, but before I had no idea anyone would ever hear a song. And I think there was something really cool about that. It's just, it was solely just to feel better. Well, that makes me think too. So your debut, the, what are you doing now? Um, when you wrote that, it was before virality and everything. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in that song that you're like, Ooh, like I wish I didn't put in there or like (laughs) that you would, do you feel like you were more vulnerable in that song than your songs going forward? Or you just kind of like, I'm still, luckily I will say I am still very protective of my writing process and Yeah, the writing process. And I still hold myself accountable for being as honest and vulnerable as possible, even though it can be so embarrassing. And I'm always like, oh, I shouldn't have said that because now this person's going to hear it and it's annoying. But I my favorite part of my songs is is looking back and being able to say, oh, I remember exactly why I said that, because this happened that week. It's my favorite part. It's so anecdotal and it's so fun to have the middle school songs. And I just want to be able to look back at my life when I'm old and listen to the songs and have it be so true to myself. So the songs I'm writing now are still, I'm still saying things that I, that I say, Oh, I maybe shouldn't have said that because (laughs) that's a little too personal, but I think it's worth it. Um, but definitely what are you doing now? I'm like, Oh, that's that's super real super real but we love it we love <laughs> yeah. it so this it was so worth it yeah <laughs> and so next up i have a kind of a fun question for you if you could set fans up in the perfect environment to listen to just because or any of your music what do you imagine it looking like hmm. whoa that is a fun question my favorite way to listen to music is in the car or just headphones walking around, just walking somewhere, anywhere. So that's where I would, I, there's something about modes of transportation. I was just talking about this with someone like modes of transportation make things so much more emotional. Like, I don't know why, but when I'm in a plane or if I'm in a car, I just, everything is so much more emotional for some reason. So I guess I would want the, I want my songs to be listened to when you're going somewhere in a car or in a plane, (laughs) because it'll be, because it's just feels, you feel so much more for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why it's like that, but for me, I just will always cry in the car and I'll always cry on a plane. I don't know why. No, I, I totally relate to that. And even I've seen, I don't know if you've seen the TikToks where they're like, um, POV, you're like a little kid and you're imagining you're in a music video yes. and like race down the yes. window, like it's the same okay, sort yeah. of thing. I want yeah. a song to be listened to. You're in the backseat and you're on a road trip with your family and you're looking out the window and it's raining. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, And speaking of environments too, you just finished up a European tour with Keenan Druko, which is like super cool. What was that like? That was 
so fun. That was my first tour ever. And I had no idea what to expect. Like, I don't, I didn't know what being on tour was like, and you can't really know until you do it, I think, because everyone reacts differently, but it was so fun. It was so fun. It's interesting because it's personally, my two favorite things in the world are traveling and singing, performing, but those are also the two most tiring thing, not tiring, but like they take a lot of energy. Um, so I definitely was just learning how to balance, but it was so worth it. And it was crazy hearing people sing along to my songs so far away from home. Yeah. Every city we did, like people knew what are you doing now in Locksmith, which was insane because we were across the world and it was fun being able to, my favorite part was just like meeting people and connecting with people in the audience. Um, just, I mean, it's, it was emotional because I was just up there by myself playing guitar and piano. And so I felt like I was having a very intimate experience with the audience and people would cry like almost every show. (laughs) And then I would like cry. (laughs) It's like, it was so crazy. And I, um, it was so important and special and I, I can't wait to do it again for sure. Yeah, that is, it's so special and it's so like, it just shows how universal your lyrics are. Um, to the fact that it can reach everywhere, like all over Europe. How cool is that? No, it, it's so <laughs> crazy. Even in places where English isn't the primary language of the country, it's it was so sick. And also, Kean is just the best. And I was so grateful that he could bring me on tour when he was he was having such a crazy moment as well. Um, on online and everything. So. And, and we had been friends before we had written together and his team was so nice and welcoming. It was really just like the best, the best experience it could have been. I think. Do you have any favorite, like a favorite memory from tour? Yes. Okay. So I, I don't even remember what city we were in. I think it might've been Manchester. I lost track of where we were, but, um, I had these three fans come that I had been, I had been like seeing on Twitter for months. I'd been following them on Twitter because they were fans of me and they were in you in the UK and they came and they were front row for my set. And my mom was also there and front row. And they were just, they were just screaming like every lyric of my unreleased songs too. Wow. And I got to hang out with them after and like take photos together. And now I feel like we're just friends and I can't wait to go back because I like genuinely miss them. And my mom became friends with them. And I just felt like, cool. I felt like, because it can get kind of lonely when you're just moving place to place and you see a bunch of people for 30 minutes and then you just go back to your mm-hmm. car and it's, it can, it was kind of weird at times. And then to be able to see these familiar faces, like these online friends, that was, that was my favorite memory, I think, but there were so many favorite memories. I, I remember the first 
kind of bigger show we did was Amsterdam and it was like 1500 people and I'd never performed in front of that many people and I was so nervous on stage and I kept messing up and the piano was like malfunctioning and then and everyone was being so nice to me and then I started singing my song and it's this unreleased song I have called lights on and I was really nervous that no one was gonna like it and and then everyone put their lights up and like did, did that. And then for a lot of the shows after that, when I would play that song, people would put their lights up because it's called Lights On. <laughs> and, and it was so beautiful to see that many people. I'd never seen anything like that when you're on stage. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's so awesome. Very cool. And what can all those fans uh, look forward to next? Definitely so much more music right now I'm finishing so many songs um like production wise just so that they can come out soon and I'm super excited to have more than three songs out um soon yeah definitely more music and once the songs all come out a tour will for sure happen and then that'll be the best very (laughs) exciting and where can everybody follow along and see what you're up to yeah. So on all the social media platforms, my at or my username is just Sadie Jean. And I'm always posting on all the things, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whatever else there is. And I'm amazing. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> all the things. And my final question for you is what is one quote that you have heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? Hmm. That's a good one. I guess the first thing that came to my head um, was just what's meant to be will be. I love, I love that one. I think it takes the pressure off of life to just say that it's, if it's meant to be, it'll be. <laughs> think it's great. What is that? Say la vie, right? Yeah, say la vie. <laughs> well, Sadie, I am so excited to have been able to talk to you and listen to all your music. And I can't wait to see what comes up for you next. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Thank you all for listening to the latest episode of Echo the Podcast. To stay up to date with everything Echo, you can follow along on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest.